0: Real Life Radio is brought to you by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River
1: City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. This is a church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for. Today we start a brand new series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life. Laying down the foundation with a message called Jesus the Contrarian. The notes of this message are available right now at reallife.org, along with the complete podcast of this series. Again, that's at reallife.org. But thanks for tuning in, and this is Real Life Radio. Now, what is a
2: contrarian? The dictionary defined a contrarian like this. It's just said simply, a person who takes an opposing view, who rejects the majority opinion. A contrarian is not like a nihilist who says all rules are bad, they're not an anarchist, they're none of those things, Okay. But they are someone who says, wait a minute, the way everybody's going might not be the right way. In fact, a lot of times the way everyone's going is not the right way, so we're going to go a different way. There's a guy named Dick Fosbury. You may have heard of Dick Fosbury. Some of you haven't. When I first was confronted with him in the context of the series, I hadn't heard of Dick Fosbury. In the 60s, Dick Fosbury was this kind of lanky teenager who liked track and field, okay, wasn't the fastest guy in the world, um, was, you know, tall, skinny guy, never going to be a shot putter, okay? That was b- bottom line. But he kind of had a thing for the high jump, and so he tried out the high jump, and he had a little bit of success, but there were two kind of prominent methods, okay? There was a scissor kick, which you kind of kicked your legs over the bar, and then there was the western roll, where you would roll over the bar, and those were just the way everybody did it. That's how high jumping was done. And Fosbury just couldn't get his coordination together right to do that. He could never have real good success with that. So he one day starts playing around with other ways to get over the bar. Because the only rule was, there were rules to how you could run, but you just had to get every part of your body over and you couldn't knock the bar down. And so Fosbury does something really unique. He, He figures a way to go over like backwards, okay? And... And then kick his legs over after him. So, get, you know, if I can get this part over, then the legs will kind of follow, and I'll just kick him up at the at the last minute. Okay, that's what Fosbury does. And in one afternoon, that, that's Dick Fosbury. One afternoon. Now, understand something. As I looked into high jumping, yeah, you don't increase in like big leaps in high jumping. The world records are few and far between. It takes a long time. The existing world record now has been here since like 1993. People make improvements in little tiny increments, you know, fractions of an inch. Fosbury gained six inches in a day to what he had been jumping. So all of a sudden, he's like really competitive on the college, high school, and then the college level. Now, people didn't understand it. They, they just thought he looked so ridiculous. One newspaper said, that's the world's laziest high jumper. <laughs> Poor Dick Fosbury. The world's laziest high jumper. Because look at him, he's just laying down on the job. Another newspaper, he's from up in Oregon. And, and the Medford Mail Tribune had this headline. Fosbury flops over the bar. They He was like a fish flopping out of a boat, you know. And Fosbury all thought it was kind of funny. He chuckled at it, the whole thing. He kind of found it interesting. And, except in 1968, everybody stopped laughing when Dick Fosbury won the gold medal. He's gold medalist in 1968 in the Olympics. And what is interesting, and again, nobody knew what to do it. He's competing against all these And I have to tell you, I watched a lot of video kind of looking at this. Fosbury was clearly not the best athlete running. You could just tell. He didn't have the same level of hops. He, you know, he wasn't bad. He just there were some guys who you could see. These guys are better athletes than Fosbury. They're just, he's doing it totally different and getting far more height than his competitors. Well, immediately after he wins the gold medal, now all of a sudden nobody's laughing anymore, people start doing it. And it's gradual. You know, all of a sudden about half of the competitors would do what became known as the Fosbury flop. That's what it's still called to this day. In fact, in nineteen ninety three, now Fosbury had jumped, okay, he had jumped two point two four meters, okay, for his record. Two point two four meters, which is like seven four. Okay? He he cleared his body over as about like that. Seven four. Okay? The current world records by Javier Javier Sotomayor from Cuba, in 1993, he went 2.45 meters, which is a little over 8 feet, doing the Fosbury flop. Hey, Cuban guys, you know, you got to do the Fosbury flop, right? I mean, it's huge in Cuba. It's actually huge everywhere now. That's how I mean, we're, that's nothing odd to us. In 1968, that was like, dude, that guy looks like a goofball. Now, that's a high jumper. Because Dick Fosbury was a contrarian, and and Sports Illustrated called him a contrarian. He did it totally different than anybody else, and he achieved way beyond his natural possibilities or potential because he wasn't afraid to just go upstream and do something totally different. That's what a contrarian is. That's the picture of a contrarian they're totally willing to go a different direction because, wait a minute, there's something wrong. Now, understand something. A, trary, a contrarian understands the limitations of the status quo. Okay, They refuse to be limited by the status quo. And, and the status quo does have limitations. Understand, um, common sense is great for things that you want to be common. Okay, When you're driving, don't be a contrarian. Use common sense. Okay, it's absolutely fine. Just stick to the stick to the 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 tried and true when you're driving. Okay, when you're balancing your checkbook, it's math. Okay, common sense. Okay, I want it to be predictable. I don't want flair in my checkbook. Okay. (laughs) Dental hygiene, common sense. Stick to it. Okay. Some you know don't mess with that. We'll let you know if you do. But just just stick to it. But in areas where maybe you don't want things to be so common, see, not only are there limitations to the status quo. They're downright dangers to the status quo. You see, the status quo will prevent me from ever realizing my potential. The God-given, God-breathed gift of something better that He has for every single one of us. Our destiny in Him. You'll never arrive at that kind of greatness. Personal. God-breathed greatness by following and by being limited to the status quo. The status quo will end up, if you let it, it will make you a prisoner of fear, a prisoner of your failures, prisoner of comfort. We've all heard some stories of Abe Lincoln, a man who changed the world, changed America. You know, we've heard how he failed, but someone put it together for me in a list. And just kind of said, hey, did you know, kind of thing regarding Abe Lincoln. Did you know he failed in business in 1831? He was defeated for the legislature in 1832. Second failure in business in 1833. Way to go. Fails fast. Abe suffered a nervous breakdown in 1836. He was defeated for Speaker of the House in 1838, defeated for Elector in 1840, defeated for Congress in 1843. Do you think friends and family are starting to talk to him, Abe, get a job? (laughs) Really, Abe? No, seriously, you tried, you did good, good for you. God bless you. We love you, Abe. But you're a lawyer. Come on, you can make a good living. Go. No, he was defeated again for Congress in 1848. He was defeated For the Senate in 1855, defeated for vice president in 1856, defeated for Senate again in 1858. Does he stop? No. He's elected for president in 1860. And he changed the face of this nation. He was a voice of courage and resolve at a time when we needed it. What if he would have not been a contrarian, a darn stubborn one at that and he would listen to the voices, the caring, nice voices, saying, Abe, come on, settle down. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a great commercial that uh, Michael Jordan has out, and it is not him uh, playing basketball. It's him in street clothes kind of walking from a car into a place. There's cool beat behind him, as, of course, there always is when Michael Jordan walks around, just a cool beat behind him. <laughs> I want that kind of thing. I haven't achieved that level, though, you know. Every once in a while, there's light sobs, but no, no beat. I want a beat. Okay. Michael Jordan could have quit when he didn't make his high school basketball team, which is a true story. He didn't make the varsity team. How'd you like to be that coach, by the way? No, really, he wasn't that good. There was no air, no air at all. Here's the commercial. Michael says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I don't care who you are. That's strong like bull. See, that's the heart of a contrarian. When because of fear, failure, even comfort, common sense, others quit. Contrarians have this sense that, no, 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 there's something more. And see, here's why I want to talk about the contrarian's guide to real life. Because there is no contrarian in history, at least in one man's opinion. No greater contrarian than our Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: You're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church. And we want to take this moment to thank the Neurology Center of San Antonio and Dr. Ann Bass for underwriting this week's message. The office is located at 1314 East Santerra, Suite 601, and the phone number is 490-0016. As we'll be right back in one minute with more from Pastor Sean Azaro with this message called Jesus the Contrarian. This is Real Life Radio. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor
2: of River City Community Church. River City's called A Church for Real Life, and we've been in San Antonio helping people discover the life they were meant to live for the past 13 years. I'd like to invite you to check out our new 1 p.m. service at our Redland campus. It's the same great music, practical biblical teaching, and ministry for all the kids, just at a new time for those who like to get a little later start on Sunday mornings. Another new feature of this service is translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City Redland is located one-half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and Jones-Maltzberger. Our Sunday service times are now 8, 9.30, 11.15, and 1 p.m. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and on the northwest side of San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for location and service times. We look forward to meeting you and
1: helping you get connected with others on the road to real life. This is real. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in this first message in the series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life. And this is Real Life Radio.
2: Let's not even talk about how he came into the world. He's God, wants to redeem mankind, so he's born in a barn among a really poor people, kind of way over on the edge of the Roman Empire. He could have been born as Caesar. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. He could have been born a Caesar and come down and just said, y'all, straighten up. But beyond that, listen to his teaching. Now, I, 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 this is the thing we have to overcome, we pastors, okay? The fact that in, in America, sometimes we've so, heard the Scripture so many times, we're almost inoculated and we kind of just nod and, oh, yeah, that's good. Imagine hearing these words from Luke 6 for the first time. Early in his ministry, he looks at his disciples and he says, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven, blessed are you who hunger now for you will be satisfied blessed are you who weep now for you'll laugh blessed are you when men hate you when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the son of man rejoice in that day and leap for joy if i were watching this on video i'd rewind that part just to make sure i heard him right rejoice i'm hungry i'm poor people are being mean to me and rejecting me Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that's how their fathers treated the prophets. Now listen, he doesn't, in Luke, in this teaching that he's giving, he's covering a lot of the same material he covered in Matthew chapter 5. He says, but he adds this, he says, Woe to you who are rich. You've already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you'll go on hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that's how your fathers, how their fathers treated the false prophets. I mean, if if that's all we knew of Jesus right there, he just listed kind of all the things that we're raised and trained to try to achieve and said, Woe to you if you achieve that stuff. And that's why you you got you can't just take Jesus' teaching and isolate it here. But we do need to understand the setting that he came in and what he was dealing with. And and when you do, you get a better picture of of who He is. If you've read the New Testament, if you've heard someone teach about the New Testament, you know that there was a group of people who were constantly kind of a pain in the neck to Jesus. Okay? It was the Pharisees. You know who the Pharisees are? Pharisees, the first mention we have of them in history is like 147 B.C. The historian Josephus wrote about them right before the Maccabean Revolt. This group, this kind of... Philosophical, religious, political group that began to hold on to kind of the religious fundamentals. And it's interesting to know that a group called the Sadducees arose at that same time. And both of these groups were notorious for outward legalism, just legalism. Man, you gotta be careful, because both of those rose and came to prominence in a time that the scripture calls this silent period. It's between the New Testament, excuse me, between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay? And, and it's called the silent years because there were no prophets, really, that declared the word of the Lord publicly to the nation Israel. You just have to be careful in silent times when God is silent, because there, sometimes God is very intentionally quiet. And he wants to speak to hearts. Be careful of those who would step up and say, okay, since God's not speaking, I'm going to help him out. I'll fill in the blanks for you. Okay, let's, all, let's fill in the blanks and we'll make up the rules. Since God's not saying much, we'll kind of assume what he means and we'll start making the rules. That's exactly what the Pharisees did. That's what the Sadducees did. Interesting thing to study, and this is for another time, but the Pharisees were kind of a little bit more fundamentalist. And the Sadducees were wealthier, kind of wanted to blend in with the, the Greeks a little more. They, they didn't really believe in some of the miraculous stuff like like resurrection from the dead, some things like that. There's a lot of parallels. And this just goes the commonality of human nature. A lot of parallels for the Pharisees and Sadducees to kind of the legalistic aspects of conservative, the conservative church in America as well as the liberal church in America. We all have our ways of being legalistic, our ways of defining ourselves and making ourselves feel better than everybody else or whatever. And just if you study these two groups, it's like, oh my gosh, you could name Christian denominations in America that kind of as they move farther and farther away from their founders moved one of these two directions. And so everything was about external righteousness. The Pharisees had more rules than you can even imagine, so it was all about external righteousness, the outside. Listen to what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He has a few more woes that he gives directly to the Pharisees. In in Matthew 23, verse 25, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, And then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you teachers of the law and you Pharisees. You hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs. Which look beautiful on the outside. But on the inside you're full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way on the outside you appear to people as righteous. But on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Jesus could throw down when he needed to. Can you imagine the guys hearing that? The key idea, he introduced this passage earlier. I want to go up to verse 5 in Matthew 23. Listen to what he, how he introduced this idea. And this is really the key idea. He says, everything they do, these religious leaders, is done for men to see. Everything they do is done for men to see. Listen to that phrase. They make their phylacteries wide that's part of their their garments and their tassels on the garments long. They love the place of honor at the banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They love to be greeted in the marketplace and to have men call them rabbi. See, what Jesus is saying is self-righteousness isn't really righteousness. They focus all on the outside, and Jesus is saying, when you focus on the outside, you miss the point. The problem is, this is not a Pharisee condition. It's not a Jewish condition. This is a human condition. This obsession with the outside, the external, the surface. This may be, this whole idea may be one of the most contrarian things that Jesus taught. While everyone else in his day and throughout history is focusing on the externals, focusing on the externals, Jesus stops and says, wait a minute, no, no, no. It's all about what's happening on the inside. Paul wrote about that idea in Romans 12, two, and I, I just love the language that he uses. And on into verse 3, he says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That idea of conformity is an external force pressing you externally into a mold. Transforming is something that happens from the inside out. It's a change of nature. Conforming is a change in appearance. Transforming is a change in nature. And Paul says, don't conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think yourself more highly than you ought. Here's the key to transformation. Do not think yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Jesus is always pushing it back to the inside, what's going on on the inside. And Jesus Jesus said so many contrarian things. He said, you want to be first? You're going to be last. You you want to be the leader? You want to be great? Be a servant. In the Sermon on the Mount, he said some stuff that would have absolutely driven the the legalists crazy. And it has driven us crazy for all these centuries. He said, you've heard that if you commit murder, you're guilty. I say, if you hate someone in your heart, you've committed murder in your heart and you're guilty. What? You've heard it said, if you commit adultery with a woman, that you're guilty. I say to you, if you look at her with lust in your heart to have her, you're guilty of adultery in your heart. It's like, oh my gosh. Jesus takes what we try to put on the outside and he moves it towards the inside. See, here's my main point. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. It's real simple. This is what Jesus would say. This is the contrarian wisdom. Don't focus on how things appear. Focus on how they are. Don't focus on how things appear. Focus on how they are. That's what Jesus did that was so different, so radical. And I think it's still a challenge for us because we love to focus on the externals. We love to focus on appearances. Why? Well, to be honest with you, it's easier to uh, control externals. Quite frankly, it's easier to appear nice than to actually become nice. I know this. It's easier to appear generous than actually to become nice generous. It's easier to appear hardworking than to actually be hardworking. And so I can more easily control and manipulate the externals than I can the internal things. A second reason we love to focus on the the external or appearances is um, I can fool myself and others better. That's, I, I can fool myself. If I can do some things on the outside, I can kid myself into believing, okay, well then that's who I am. If I, if I, if I just do these, I can kind of hide the stuff that I know is going on in here. And I can just go, okay, here... And the, the last reason we focus on externals and this is the, the worst one, and if there's anything I could just like speak magic over and set us free from or I think even if God could just set us free from, he would set us free from this. It is The reason we focus on the externals is because we care so much what everybody else thinks. We are people, pleasing sons of guns. I mean, really? And that'll kill you being a people pleaser. But when I do on the externals, what will they think? What will people think? And so I put up these externals to make people think what I'd kind of like them to think about me instead of really focusing in here where Jesus wants to focus. Jesus' word is don't focus on how things appear, focus on how they are. He's always looking in a different direction. We're all looking at the externals and all this stuff on the outside. Jesus is looking totally different direction, looking on the inside. He's a total contrarian, looking on the inside and saying, "Let's focus on how things really are."
1: You've been listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church. As next week, we'll hear part two of this message called "Jesus the Contrarian." But you can go to reallife.org and podcast this entire message and series. And another cool idea is to visit River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones, maltzberger and Redland Road, about a half mile inside of Loop 1604 on the north side of San Antonio. And for more details and directions and service times, again, just go to reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490 5262, as Real Life Radio is made possible by the Neurology Center of San Antonio and River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life.
2: Hi, I'm Sean Ozaro, pastor of River City Community Church. River City's called a church for real life. And we've been in San Antonio helping people discover the life they were meant to live for the past 13 years. I'd like to invite you to check out our new 1 p.m. service at our Redland campus. It's the same great music, practical biblical teaching, and ministry for all the kids, just at a new time for those who like to get a little later start on Sunday mornings. Another new feature of this service is translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City Redland is located one-half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and Jones-Maltzberger. Our Sunday service times are now 8, 9.30, 11.15, and 1 p.m. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and on the northwest side of San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for location and service times. We look forward to meeting you and helping you get connected with others on the road to real life.